I know that many of you are dog lovers. You send me pictures of your dogs, you share their stories, and it's no secret whatsoever that I'm a huge dog lover. But I've always wondered why we pick the dogs we do. What makes us attracted to certain breeds? Or maybe why are dogs pick us. To find out why and to explore the human-dog relationship, we've dialed up one of the world's experts. S Dr. Stan Corin is Professor Emeritus in Psychology at the University of BC, a highly respected behavioral researcher. He's been named one of the outstanding scientists of the 20th century, penned many award-winning books on dogs. Dr. Corin, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. How many dogs do you have? At the moment, I have two. What kind? Um, the uh, old guy is uh, a uh, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. Mm -hmm. um, and the uh, uh, somewhat younger one <laughs> is a uh, Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever. Oh, both beautiful dogs. I especially love the uh, the duck tollers. They're fantastic. Uh, Dr. Corin, I'm curious to know your research. I mean, you've you've studied all sorts of different areas and, and, and later in your career, you, you shifted to the study of canine behavior and the relationship that people have with their dogs. Why was that of interest for you? Well, actually, that's the way it started. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I was um, interested in uh, the uh, human-canine uh, bond, you know, how we, how we uh, link up with dogs and, and that sort of thing. Um, and so my, my studies as a psychologist, as you know, most psychologists um, either study humans or they study animals. <laughs> And uh, since there's a different critter at each end of the leash, <laughs> it, me it meant I had to study both. Ah, okay. And, uh, so I did. And um, when I got my doctoral degree, which was back in the Jurassic era, around 1968, um, uh, if you would have told people that you were interested in the human-canine uh, bond, um, they would have looked at you as though mm. you'd just gotten off of a flying saucer with a beanie with a propeller on its, it. uh, uh, on top, and there was no way I could have gotten any research funding for that sort of thing. Um, so I went into my second love, and it was a love, uh, which was uh, human neuropsychology. Um, but then I got lucky. Um, in the um, 1980s, um, a, uh, a, a psychologist and a psychiatrist, uh, Alan Beck and Aaron Ketcher, uh, ran a study in which they were able to show that uh, when you pet a familiar and friendly dog, a whole bunch of things happen. Your breathing becomes more regular, your heart rate slows, your blood pressure goes down, uh, your, your muscles relax, and nowadays we know that there's a reduction in the um, uh, stress hormones, the corticosteroids in the blood, and an increase in the love hormone, which is oxytocin. Um, and all of that indicated that clearly there really was this, this bond. 
Um, and uh, with the physiological data, all of a sudden it became legitimate to start talking about that again. <laughs> so in the early 90s, um, um, I published a, a book uh, called The Intelligence of Dogs. Mm -hmm. Um, and after that, nobody would let me go back to human neuropsychology. <laughs> did, and, and did you determine which dog is the most intelligent? Uh, yeah, well, the, the most intelligent dog is the Border Collie. Yeah. And that's followed by the Poodle. Uh, everybody says, the Poodle, that's a frou-frou dog. <laughs> no, it's, the Poodle is actually a retriever. Mm -hmm. And he didn't ask for that silly haircut. <laughs> um, and uh, number three is the uh, German Shepherd, and number four is the Golden Retriever, and five is the is the um, uh, little uh, Shetland Sheepdog, and number six is the uh, uh, Labrador Retriever. Um, uh, so you know it, it, those. It, um, those are the uh, brightest dogs uh, in dogdom. But you got to remember it's a certain kind of intelligence that we're looking at here. It's really, it's really like, like school learning, okay? This is uh, the in intelligence measured by how much the dog uh, can learn from us and how well he will uh, obey those kinds of commands. There are other types of intelligence. Uh, one of the most important is what we call instinctive of intelligence, which is what the, board, the dog mm -hmm. was, was born with. So um, herding dogs herd and retrievers retrieve and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. And you can't, you know, uh, ask which of those is more intelligent in that way. So Dr. Korn, um, I, you know, I, I, I love dogs right now. Brittany Spaniels, I have a couple of them uh, at home. I've had uh, a number of dogs through my lifetime. And, you know, one of them... Uh, picked me, I believe, at uh, at the shelter where I where I found him. Others, I have fallen in love with Britney Spaniels and the breed. What have you de determined about how it is that humans choose the dogs that they want to share their life with? Um, well, there there are a whole lot of factors which go on here. I actually uh, wrote a book. Uh, um, called uh, Why We Love the Dogs We Do. And it uh, was based on some data which I collected, actually a huge data set, over 6,000 people. Um, and uh, uh, I was able to show that uh, human personality, your particular personality styles, um, uh, predict sort of the personality of the dogs that you will <laughs> Uh, will fall in love with, and uh, and there were some real surprises in that. So, for example, um, some women who sort of, you know, um, uh, are not very dominant or very pushy seem to uh, not go toward, um, you know, little uh, tiny um, uh, submissive dogs, but you know, tend to choose, you know, big, strong, mm. powerful dogs like boxers and that sort of thing. So. Interesting. Interesting, interesting stuff. So when we when we look at at that relationship and and and, and how it started, I mean, humans and and dogs have have been working together for centuries, haven't they? 
Uh, yeah, the the best evidence shows that uh, um, we've started domesticating dogs about uh, 14,000 years ago. And the reason that we get along so well with dogs is because uh, we basically created them to get along well with us. I mean, the, 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 the process um, was really... Uh, seat of the pants behavior genetics. So, you know, I had a particularly bright dog and um, uh, and he was very friendly and so on and so forth. And the guy across the road has a, a, uh, a dog of the opposite sex with the same kind of characteristics. So we breed them together, you know, mm -hmm. so that we end up with a litter of puppies who, you know, are friendly and responsive to humans. And you do that for 14,000 years mm. and, and you get an animal which actually um, uh, reads us and responds to our emotional states. Uh, for example, to, I mean, to, to give you the simplest example of this sort of thing, our dogs read our behaviors and they know when we're trying to, to communicate to them. So if I point to something, my dogs look in the direction that I'm pointing, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, they recognize that's a communication signal. Now, suppose I have a wolf which I have tamed, okay? Mm -hmm. And that wolf has lived with me since its puppyhood. If I point to something, he looks at my hand. <laughs> he doesn't recognize that that's a communication gesture. So we have sort of rewired dogs so that they recognize our um, uh, communication signals. And also, some dogs um, have been uh, wired so that they uh, are very, very empathic and and uh, and and respond to our emotional uh, signals as well. Um, so you know, we've created different types of dogs with different personalities, and we created, for example. Uh, um, a whole bunch of dogs, which among the most popular dogs, who are really wonderfully kissy-faced dogs. <laughs> By the way, do you know where the term, I mean, you have a spaniel. Do you yep. know where, where the term spaniel comes from? Not off the top of my head, no. Okay, well, it's actually, actually, most dog breeds are named either after the person who uh, created them, so there really was a Parson Jack Russell, and there really was a Herr Doberman, uh, but most commonly after the place where the, the dogs were created. So you have an English bulldog, and um, uh, you have uh, an American water spaniel, and so on and so forth. Um, well, the, uh, the term Spaniel comes from Espanol, from Spain, which would suggest that those dogs uh, would all uh, have originated in Spain. But it turns out that, that none of those dogs originated in Spain. So, so why did, did we name these dogs after Spain uh, when they didn't originate there? Well, the reason was that at the time when the first Spaniel breeds were being developed, the uh, mythology, the current mythology, was that the best lovers in the world 
came from Spain. <laughs> and so these kissy-faced dogs, regardless of the reality, must have come from Spain. <laughs> Okay, I love it. You know what, Dr. Korn, I could talk to you for another hour, but unfortunately, I'm out of time. Let's make a date and have another conversation somewhere down the line. Thank you for shedding a bit of light on the relationship between humans and their and their animals, their dogs in particular. I so appreciate it. All right, you take care. Take care, Dr. Stan Korn joining us this afternoon. Let me know how you found your dog. Did it pick you? You pick it?